Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Father, thank you so much for the audience, for the people who are hungry, who are listening around the world. And I just am so grateful for every single one of them. And so I bless them today. Let him who hears have ears to hear the word of the Lord. And so I just bless all of the wonderful partners in Jesus' name that are partaking of this God Encounters Today podcast. So, breakthrough in your discernment. My theme verse for you comes from Hebrews chapter 5, the verse 14, where it reads, Solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Wow. We've already prayed. Solid food is for the mature. Who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil? Let's try to look at this for a little bit. Solid food for the mature. The mature are supposed to ruminate, chew upon, meditate. They're supposed to digest the food, but you have to chew it because it's solid food. Versus the milk of the word, that is for infants. But we are to continue to have the milk of the word, but we need to have a solid diet. Solid food is for the mature. Who because of a perfect start? No. Who because of practice? So guess what? You're going to learn in any area that you grow in, you take classes. You take, learn, you're on a learning curve. You even get tests that are given to you by the school of the Holy Spirit. Breakthrough in your discernment. Guess what? There isn't just one breakthrough, but it is a sequential. It is a breakthrough to this level. And you grow in that one. And then it becomes, after you have come into application in that, then you move into another breakthrough, another graduation, another elevation, another new arena. You come up higher, and then you're being faithful in it, and then there is the invitation. You come up higher, hunger, is desire is created within, and you come up to the next sphere. So it's a continuous pattern in breakthrough. I want to make sure that that's very clear. Again, solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses. So there's practice sessions, and if you want to be a great football player, you ain't going to be a couch potato. You are going to work out. 
Well, whatever it is, is your calling. And if it is to grow in discernment as a part of that calling, then you are going to practice. Practice what? Practice their senses. What is that talking about anyway? Well, in the natural, we have five senses. They are sight, they are hearing, they are taste, they are smell, and they are touch. I actually, when I teach this in my discerner book and discerner curriculum kit, I refer to that there's a sixth sense, and it's knowing. And you just know. And you know that you know. And I actually believe it is a sense. So we have sight, our eye. We have hearing, our ear. We have smell, our nose. We have taste, our tongue, our mouth. And we have feelings, and that is touch. That's our seat of our heart. Who practice their senses, their sight, their hearing? Do you want to grow in discernment? Then it says, who, who practice their senses to do what with it? There's the goal to discern. Are you growing in your discernment? That's why you're listening to this. I speak over you right now faith for increase in your discernment. And what the Bible says in Hebrews 5.14, it says to grow in your discernment in both good and evil. Now, it doesn't say good versus evil. And some people want to only grow in discerning good, and some people are really great at discerning evil. But that isn't what it says. It says, who... Solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. You won't really know what's... Now, I'm not talking about living in evil. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a lifestyle. I'm talking about you're having your senses elevated, illuminated, uh, anointed, because they've been surrendered. So, here's what we got to do. We first have to surrender our senses, or you're just going to be led by any whiff that comes along, or the next voice that you hear. That's so we have to surrender our senses. Romans chapter 6 says, to whom we present ourselves, to them they become a slave. If we present our members, our senses, is our, the member of our body, if we present our senses to sin, it becomes a slave or a servant to sin. But, good news, if you present it to righteousness, your sense of sight will be a servant to righteousness. Blessed are the pure in heart, by the way, they'll see God. So, as purity increases in your heart, it'll get projected on the screen of your eye, and you will grow in a visual discernment. You will grow in hearing God's voice. My sheep hear my voice. And you learn to discern it from the voice of the flesh, the voice of the world, the voice of the devil, and the voice of the dove of God and the gentle great shepherd of the sheep, Jesus. And we learn to discern good and evil. Some of us need to grow in discerning evil because we need there that there is such a thing as black and white, but there is overlapping shades of gray. That is where it's dangerous because there's where our discernment needs to increase in the shades, in the shades. Are you walking in a shady place? Well, that could be the cool refreshment of God. They walked in the cool of the evening, 
but the shade could also be, mm, I'm going to say a phrase, shades of gray in a not a good cultural, moral manner. Because there, if you are walking in that area, you're already getting deceived. I'm going to flat out tell you, you don't know it if you're walking in shades of gray because you go, well, that's not black. Oh, 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 what, what, what shade is affecting the light? What shade is now affecting the, the pure white? Dark. And it is now, you know, you're, 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 you, you, hey, some of you are in shady territory and you might not realize it, but if it's not righteousness, then i tell you what, it's sin. Oh, you say, but you're, so you're one of those guys? No, I'm one of the God guys. I'm one of the guys that love you and for you. And I want to be such a good father that I'm also going to be a person who's going to help bring about boundaries so that you can walk in a safe place. This is breakthrough and discernment. Now, five senses. So we surrender our senses. We ask then the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to cleanse us. And then we present our members unto him. And we ask then for the hindrances that are in the way to be identified. And then the next thing is, after the cleansing, the hindrances are identified and removed. And then we ask for the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes some people get the order all wrong. They're starting to ask for the empowering of the Holy Spirit, but they might get an empowering on their mess. So let's clean it all up. Now, does it one or the other? No, it's a both and. It is both gifts and fruit, fruit. Let love be our aim and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts and especially that you might prophesy. And so to grow in our discernment is to grow both in love with God and love for our fellow man and deep-seated craving for the spiritual gifts, and especially that you might bring edification, exhortation, and comfort. Okay, I just love this stuff. So, five senses, your heart. Here's how you might grow in a breakthrough in discernment. Is your heart hard? Is your heart soft? Is your heart cold? Or is your heart hot fire? Now, let me give you some insights. In the natural, the heart has four chambers. And so every chamber of the heart can be in a different condition. That's why, like in heart surgeries, they might not operate on the entire heart. But it's going to be, rarely is it, but there is a quadruple bypass. That's four. Oh, that might mean it touched all chambers. But your heart pumps, it has four chambers. So, guess what? In the spiritual I think it does also. Multiple chambers. Because one part of your heart might be really soft. Another part of your heart, let's say it deals with pornography, and you're just not feeling convicted about it anymore. And so you're going, and that's a shade of gray, maybe well, maybe it's black. And, 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 and it's just like, but you don't feel anything there anymore. And so, so then you falsely read that, and then you go, well, I, I guess... It must be okay because I'm not. I don't feel any conviction. Could it be that sin has hardened your heart? I didn't say your whole heart, because see that's a trick too. Because then you can get into worship and you feel the presence of God. That's about how much God loves you, not only how much you love God. And just because you love Him and you have passion and worship doesn't mean that God's approving all of your actions. 
That deals with obedience. And so God is always available for us to approach and to go running to. So I hope that there's a portion of your heart that's beating because you're like, you're so, you love worship. But then you get out of that and it's just like, and then there's just this, this dead place, you know, or it's just kind of like cool. It doesn't mean your whole heart is hard. I want to give you some insight because this is where it gets tricky because then some people think because they feel God's near at a point in time, it's as though then God approves everything they're currently doing. That's not true at all. No, that's actually a form of misunderstanding, misperception that eventually can lead to deception because then you've swallowed a lie. Well, so please just listen. Okay, I know you are. Okay, the heart to walk in higher discernment is issues of the heart, not only the mind. It's issues of the heart, four chambers of the heart, one chamber you might literally have a culture of honor for the church, but a number, another chamber of your heart, now I'm dealing it in a relational. You do not have a culture of honor in your heart towards your parents. You say, well, you don't understand, James, because you don't know, oh, you mean I have to understand, I mean, I have to agree, you mean I, no, I have to have compassion, but please listen. The Bible says the first commandment with a blessing attached to the commandment is honor your father and your mother. And he says, you'll be blessed. And so you can walk in a place that you think you're honoring God, even in your finances, perhaps, and in your dedication to, but you've got this other place that's an unhealed part of your heart. So if you want to grow in discernment, let's Get every chamber of our heart tuned up. Let's get every chamber of our heart healed. And that's called practice sessions. Because in practice sessions, we have hindrances to our sight because we've looked on pornography. Well, we've got, and that imagery is burned in there. So you start to get a vision from God, and then it gets overlayered with because there's an old vision that's ingrained in there, and then it becomes a double, and you're going like, I don't know whether this is a God or this is a me, if I'm supposed to reject this, rebuke this, or if I'm supposed to, do you get it? I hope so, because this is a part of getting cleansing. And so then we submit that area that we fell short of the glory of God, we confess it and ask God to forgive us, the blood of Jesus to cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God, the book of Hebrews. Now, and so we bring surrender to our senses and then we, we bring conviction. We ask for conviction. We ask a Holy Holy Spirit, point out hard places, hindrances, sin, generational patterns. Then we ask for the Holy Spirit's cleansing. We come into agreement with God's assessment, and then we ask for empowerment. Then we ask for the empowerment. Then we ask, because then it's not only about us, but because you see, discernment is about others. The gifts of the Spirit are not as only about how much God loves us, but in reality, they're gifts given to us to give away to others, and they're how much God wants to love others 
through us. Oh my gosh, doesn't that just make you want to then walk in the gifts of the Spirit? Doesn't that just want you to help you want to grow in discernment? Because then it's not only discerning about your life or your family or your sphere, but it's being an agent because you can be a discerner. Oh, I love this so much. So there is then discerning good. I want you to grow in the capacity to believe and to discern. He's a good, good father. He really, really is. He's not just a tolerant father. He's a celebrative, good father. I didn't have that in my growing up. I wonder what my life could have been like if I had. I had an occasional blessing, but I heard more verbal abuse than I heard affirmation. That's for sure. So there were hindrances that I have had to get cleansed from, healed from, that blocked my discernment. And they blocked my discernment in discerning he's a good, good father. And as those spirit soul hurt wounds got identified, got healed, got cleansed, then it's allowed me to walk in a new level of discernment to believe, oh my goodness, he, Jesus, is the exact representation of God. And if I think Jesus is good, guess what? His daddy's even better. Our daddy, I said his first on purpose. Our daddy, our father, is even better. Okay, discern good. Discerning evil. Well, in my book, Strike the Mark, I talk some about this on exposing demonic gateways. And there can be warnings we need to learn in our discernment. And there's many different things that we need to discern that has been a violation or in like in a region or an area or a family. And they can be like identifying idolatry or how about temples of pagan worship or uh, shedding of innocent blood or areas of witchcraft and substance abuse, or how about the removal of Christianity from the educational institutions? How about adultery, sodomy, perversion, and other sexual moral sins? How about rebellion against those in authority? I already mentioned how you could maybe have honor in one area, but you're lacking in honor and your father and your mother, and then you get healed there, and then that chamber of your heart will walk in a renewed place of the culture of honor. And then there's other areas of identifying curses. But one of the main things is asking God to cultivate a clean heart. So if you're going to discern, good is just awesome. But we've also got to learn to discern evil, which is the motivating spirit that is behind a particular manifestation. And when it's in that gray area, it's all the more is the need for discernment. That the devil's number one trick in this hour is deception, and the church's number one need is discernment. I will say that again. The, the devil's number one trick in this hour is deception, and the church's number one need in this hour is discernment. Well, I hope that that 
teaching and sharing for you has been helpful. And you can get some of this from out of my book, then The Discerner. And then the whole area of discerning evil on exposing demonic gateways, then that is contained within one of the chapters of Strike the Mark. Well, let's look at a few questions together to complement this podcast on breakthrough and discernment. So, Jen from Georgia says, once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, is your gut feeling discernment? Right on, Jen. Good job. Because you must know something about this. Gut feeling. As you surrender your senses, there is knowings. I call that the sixth sense, remember? And there is the area of touch. That's feelings. That's emotions. So the combination of your knower in with the feeler, that's what's at work there, your gut feeling. And yes, go by your gut feeling. Worship God, get sanctified, set apart, get cleansed, present every one of your members unto God that they'll be a servant unto righteousness, and Romans 12, that your spiritual service of worship is presenting your temple, your body unto God. Pray to be filled in an ongoing way because we leak, I leak, we are leaky vessels. That's why we have to have a relationship because it's not once filled, always filled. It's once filled, leak a little, or you've given out, and now you've got to get filled. So we need filled every day. Then, is your gut feeling discernment? And I want to say, most of the time, yes. Now, it might just be a bellyache, okay? But your gut feeling can be discernment. Good job, Jen, in Georgia. Now, Sharon from Lexington, Kentucky. What do I do with what God's showing me if I don't hear him tell me specifically? Wow, I love these questions. These questions are coming from a little bit more of a place of maturity in your growth. So, Sharon, I want to already encourage you because you are already walking in discernment. Because you say, what do I do with what God is showing me? So, that means you are already in a relationship and your eye gate is already surrendered unto God because your language you are using is showing. That's a visual language. Now, it, it could say... What do I do with what I am hearing? But, oh, 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 look at this. You mentioned two senses in this question. Watch. Watch, Sharon. I hope this is going to be a good teaching time. What do I do with what God shows? That's visual. Showing me. If I don't hear. Oh, that's another sense. Him tell me specifically. Now, so... I'm going to work with this, first of all, on the senses. So your eye gate of your sight has an anointing and empowering and a gifting that's in that area. And temporarily, there may be in your hearing that's not as equal at the same level as your eye gate. Guess what? That's actually okay. Because there are general practitioners, which we all need to be. We need to all have all five or six senses operating, but there will be a heightened revelation or a heightened sensitivity in one or two of them to where you're going to be more naturally bent because that's according to your call, your purpose, and your destiny. 
Now, having said that, yet I hear a hunger for you to grow in your hearing. So I would bring your ear gate to the Lord, go through the process of surrender, identification, confessing generational patterns, sins, etc., and then ask for an empowering on your hearing. I want to encourage you that then there are times when God seems silent. What do I do with what God's showing me if I don't hear him tell me? Okay, now I'm going to answer, try to answer your, your question direct without analyzing it. So what do you do if God has actually shown you something, but you don't hear the wisdom application of what to do when to do it? The thing you do is you continue to believe. Do not quit. Do not give up on it. Continue to worship God, and then there is often flat out that he's not going to give you any more information until you do something with what you have already heard. It's the way it works. Hearing is progressive, and when we obey, step out into what we already know, then increase will happen, and it's like someone trying to drive a car, they've got it in park, and they're turning the wheel, and they're trying to get direction. Well, guess what? You got to have the power turned on, and you got to have your foot on the gas, and then you're going to find out if you took a wrong turn or not, okay? So, you got to walk in faith. So, blessings to you, Sharon. Now, Zach from Nashville. Awesome, Zach from Nashville. Well, I wonder if I know you. I would sure like to. How can I tell the difference when I am discerning something versus my flesh Judging this person. Okay, so now you're putting in a relational context, I think, Zach, and maybe you're feeling irked about being around somebody, or you have a suspicion. You have a knowing that's like creeping up on that, crawling up. It's on you. You just know it, and it's on you, And but it's like, and it might be you feel like that they're in a gray area. You might go, oh, I don't know. I just don't feel something's not quite right here, and you might know some specifics think that you do. And then you're going out, but what do I do? Because I don't want to end up in a place of condemnation and I'm not their judge. And I don't want to be, you're exactly right. You know what the first response to all revelation is? Discernment is pray the revelation back to God. I want to encourage all the people out there growing in the revelation, growing in the prophetic, growing in discernment, growing in prayer. I want you to do this. Pray your promise Pray your revelation back to God. Then he will give you greater interpretation, and then you will get a keener, sharper application to the revelation that you have received. I'm in a new place right now where I'm beginning to understand that often where people miss it is the application, not only the interpretation, and we get the application off. So, I want to commend Zach because you have a pure heart and you don't want to be a person that is religious and walking in condemnation towards others. While that is true, I want to encourage you to take it first as a prayer burden before the Lord for this person that you are discerned. You feel that you're discerning something. Do not gossip. Do not talk to others. Do not go to someone and say, well, this is what I'm feeling about so-and-so. Do not do that unless it might be in a relationship where there is some accountability. Now, we do not bring an accusation against an elder except by the testimony, not the witness, not a, I bear witness. It has to be factual knowledge. And so there's many guidelines on how to operate and to function in the discernment that we receive. The first is always to pray the discernment back to God, give it to Him, ask Him for confirmation. And if that clicker 
inside of you continues after you have prayed through it, given it to God, asked for his confirmation, there will possibly be someone who will come to you and say, hey, you know, right now I just got this like, hey, could we just keep this between us? I just feel like a prayer burden coming on me for. Well, that could be a confirmation because you're picking that up too. But where are you going to do it? You're going to do it in a clean way in prayer. First, you, and then if God brings a confirmation. And then so, but buddy, I just want to encourage you, Zach, you are so right on because you don't want to be in the seat of the scoffer and a condemner, and and you're not people's judge, but you can be their friend. And one of the ways that you can be their friend is encourage them to walk in the light as he is in the light, and then call them perhaps by encouragement and by affirmation to walk in the light and just help them in that path. Amen. So, hey, this has been great to be with you today on our series on position for victory and breakthrough and breakthrough in discernment. We've got some hot-loaded podcasts that are coming up, and I'll follow up to this one, so get ready. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.